This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to the Dogish Podcast, the podcast dedicated to dog parents and the topics, events, and personalities impacting their lives. My name is Sylvia West, also known as Dog Up in This Bitch, and I am here with my co-host, Jason Arias, who is the founder of Forever USA, a dog photography experience. Jason, how are you today? I am good. How are you today? Stoked. You were a little you were, to... you were a little bit of a busybody earlier today. I of... was very busy. I am what we call in the business a boss bitch. <laughs> Hashtag boss bitch. And I run a business. Anyways, dog training business. I'm very excited for today's guest. This is quite literally the woman who brought us. Yeah, that was kind of a cool connection that like in yes. Find out how Sylvie and I met through keys falling in poop. That's that's basically what it comes This to. is the reality. Like the inception of the Dogish podcast is keys falling in poop. That's right. You will know more about this if you stay tuned and listen. Also, if you haven't yet, listen to the first episode so you can hear the story of Jason and I, and then all of this will all make sense. But we're so excited to talk to Jessica Knight today of Dog Owners Outdoor Gear and Outback Tales. So let's get into it. Well, welcome to the Dogish podcast. Welcome. All, all the way from the other side of the planet from us right now. I love that. This is true. The lovely summery Sydney morning, actually. Yeah, it's literally winter here. That's why we are in our sweatshirts. Yeah. I mean, the LA winter is never that bad, a bit like the Sydney winter, right? It's No, no. Well, we no just had one foot of snow. Crazy. So we like we have one foot of snow that's melting off. So it's it's pretty snowy here still. Oh, that, see, that's amazing to me. That's just exciting. We like it. Yeah. Syl- Sylvie doesn't like it, but we like it. I don't. I'm just, I'm a Southern California girl. <laughs> snow is not my thing. Yeah. We've got to drive for like eight hours to see snow here. So, um, you know, you guys get the best of both worlds because in California, it's just like an hour and a half to the snow fields, isn't it? Which is really cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, Welcome. We're so happy to have you today to talk about your company, um, which ironically is the company that brought Jason and I it is. together, <laughs> like full circle. Um, does, does Jessica know that? Does like does she know about that whole connection? Do you know about that, Jessica? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I know. I remember, you know, the whole event that you met at, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Rescued Heroes Road Tour, right? Yeah, and you had a little Duke stand there and you were selling our stuff and helping get the word out for us over there in LA. And I think that's where you guys met, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Duke actually sponsored their road tour. Um, uh-huh. And we, yep, and we met up at the photo shoot here in Los Angeles. So um, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, I guess much. technically the dogish podcast exists because of you and your lovely oh, company. That's too. true. Look at that. <laughs> I love those connections. I love that. Yeah. So with that, 
tell us how Doug came about, which is Dog Owners Outdoor Gear for our listeners who don't know. But talk to us about how it all began. Yeah, it's kind of it's quite a funny story, actually. It, it, it wasn't something we planned on ever doing, starting a dog accessories company. It just kind of happened um, one day we were walking our baby in the pram and we went to the park and we had um, our dog Molly with us at the time. And I think we'd had quite a, a sleepless night with baby and um, we're having a lovely walk. And then Molly decided to do a poo right in the middle of the footpath um well, perfect people were walking past and um which happens only dog walk it's fine um jamie went to pick it up and then realized that the poop bag was right at the bottom of his jeans pocket and he had to pull out all these keys and all this stuff to try and find it and as he did his keys fell out into the poop <laughs> and then then his sunglasses fell off his head right next to the poop and then he got himself in such a state that he let go of the pram and it started rolling away. And the whole thing was just a, oh, no. it was just a dog poop catastrophe. <laughs> and so, so there's, there's, hold on. So just to paint every, a picture, Jamie, by the way, is, is just this yeah, lovely husband, husband has fun. just dropped his keys into the poop, his yeah. sunglasses near the poop, and the baby yeah. is now rolling away <laughs> down the path. <laughs> Lucky, lucky I was Molly. Um, Molly, I was there to catch the pram, but we were kind of laughing about it on the way home. Um, I think the actual bag that he managed to find at the bottom of his pocket had a hole in it too. Like it was just a just a one yeah. Of Didn't he end up stick also sticking his hand in the poo because yeah. of the hole in the bag? Yeah, it, it was just one of those really horrible experiences. We've all had them. Um, yes. And as we were walking home, we were just talking about you know, how that situation could have been avoided. And Jamie, you know, being quite creative, working in the advertising industry at the time, and I was a TV producer, we started brainstorming this, like, really cool utility belt. I think Jamie called it a Batman belt for dog walkers. He's like, someone should invent a Batman belt for dog walkers. And he's like, you could have all your stuff in it that you need and you could just wear it around your hips and then you don't have to have everything in your pocket. Um, and it would have poop bags that like pulled out really easily and you could have a place to put your sunglasses and a little pocket for your money and your keys. And I was like, you should do that. That's a great idea. We should do that. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those ideas we, we talked about. We, we brainstormed a lot of business ideas. I think we were both quite fed up in our creative industries and we were kind of looking for something new um, and we're quite entrepreneurial. So, Anyway, we decided to actually follow through on this one and went to a friend of ours who was a product designer and got him to just do a little sketch of how we thought the belt could look, um, which he did. And then I took it to my friend who worked in fashion and I said, do you think you could actually make this look pretty and cool and something that we could wear to walk our dogs? And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's try and we'll make something really cool. And she went to the local material shop and she bought some pattern material and she whipped up this really cool dog walking belt. So a couple of weeks later, I wore it to the park and everyone was just coming up to me saying, that is the coolest belt. Is that for your dog walking? I'm like, yeah, we just kind of designed it. I'm just testing it out. And they're like, well, where can I get one? And I was like, well, I haven't, we haven't really made any yet. We're just testing this prototype to see if it's something that, you know, people would be interested in using and just testing it ourselves. And um, anyway, more and more people asked me every time I was wearing it where they could get one. And so we thought, hey, maybe there's something in this, you know, maybe we should make more than one and see if we can start selling them into some shops. 
Um, so we put our first order in with a supplier. I think we made like 100 in four different colours. And um, I took it down to our local pet shop and they were like, yeah, we'll take 20. And we were so excited. We were like, our first sale, yes. We knew nothing, by the way, about, you know, <laughs> do, you know, pet products, designing pet products. We'd never had, you know, work in sales. We were kind of in creative industries, but we thought, you know, let's just have a go at this and do this side hustle and see if we can sell these belts. So we started a little website. Um, we sold it into maybe five or six retailers. Um, and then there was a trade show coming up and my friend offered us a little booth and it's this huge gift show called the Reed Gift Fair here in Sydney. It's the biggest gift fair in Australia. And so we had this tiny little table with our four belts hanging on a stand with a poster on the back wall of our friend wearing the belt and we're in amongst these huge candle companies and like, you know, import handbag <laughs> companies and everyone sp spent like 50 grand on their stand and we've just got these four little belts hanging on these. <laughs> you know, I was just, I was actually mortified. I just we are not, we shouldn't be here. You know, it's just, we're not ready for this. <laughs> and um, so the day of the fair opened and we were both really nervous and, and the next we just had this queue of people outside our little table just waiting to hear how this belt worked and um and then someone came up and ordered like a thousand dollars worth of these belts from this wow. beautiful gift shop in wa and then another person came along and another person we were like by the end of the day we'd just written like 50 orders and it was just probably one of the most exciting days of our lives i think we were just wow we've actually got a business we've got you a, we've got did it <laughs> we did okay. it and, the, and, and, and at this point in the story, they're they're all poop bags, right? Like the, the belts. They're just their belts. It's just a dog walking belt. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a dog walking utility belt, but we've kind of made them up in really cute colors and they were fashionable. Very fancy. These are the ones, Jason, these are the ones I was telling you. And I, if you listen to the first episode that I would actually import from Australia before yeah, they yeah. were available here in the US. But right. now you guys have a whole line. I want to talk about all the amazing stuff you do right after yeah. we get back from this quick break. Okay, so uh, so Jessica just got done walking us through really um, how this started uh, with keys, keys and poop in falling out of people's <laughs> pocket, which <laughs> love that. <laughs> but, uh, A true dog mom right. tale. <laughs> but where is this grown to now? Like it started out as a belt, but you guys have all sorts of stuff now, don't you? Yeah, so it started as a belt. Um, we have always been active dog owners. So like we exercise every morning. That's our kind of daily thing that we do to stay fit with our dogs. So we run and we walk and we hike with them. Um, so is, is that where the name came from? Sorry, sorry to jump yeah, in. Like yeah, how early on did you have that yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, right from the start. So we're the dog owners and we wanted some outdoor gear that we uh, use. Okay, love it. You know, people have got their stuff to go to the gym. People have got their yoga mats. We were like, well, no one's done anything for dog owners who want to exercise with their dogs. So that will be, you know, the fundamental idea behind the whole brand is that we're going to create that outdoor gear for, for people that, you know, exercise to make their lives easier um, and make them want to get out and walk their dog more often and for longer, I suppose. So how many products do you think you guys have now? Oh, wow. Okay. So that was, um, that was 13 years ago. So the brand's grown quite a bit since then. Um, we're in about probably 5,000 retailers around the world now, and we've got um, hundreds, hundreds of SKUs. Um, 
you know, we're still doing the dog walking belts and they're still really popular. Um, but we then expanded out to do dog walking bags. We've done running belts, um, hiking gear, portable water bowls. And, um, you know, our best-selling product in Australia now is our um, waterproof um, collars and leashes, which are made from wetsuit material. So um, they are hugely popular and starting to sell really, really well for us in the U.S. as well. Well, that's cool. It, like, yeah. So, um, so you're, you're in Australia, but you're now you're, how long have you been here in the States? Um, so the brand's been available for people to buy in the States for about the last five years, uh, properly. So, um, we are in a heap of retailers. Um, last year was actually a great year for Duke in the U S I think just with everyone, you know, being able to walk their dog as their form of exercise and being able to get out of the house during COVID, mm-hmm. um, our business actually just really boomed um, over the last 12 months. So we're really grateful for that. I think um, also a lot of people bought dogs. So um, last year was probably the best year that we've had um, for Duke in the US. And um, we take, we've take taken on probably an extra, you know, thousand more retailers just in the last 12 months in the US. Wow. So Congratulations. we're really, really excited about our growth there and um, just looking forward to, to to getting the brand out there and making more U.S. dog owners aware of it. Well, I think my favorite thing about Duke and one of the reasons why you and I connected so long ago was um, I just love that you and Jamie are literally just a dog mom and a dog dad who saw the need to have a better experience with their dogs and sought out to create that for people all over the world. And so even though it's like you created you know, you like just a simple product, just as a dog walking bag. I think that the value that you've brought in terms of how people can interact with their animals more simply, I think it's just amazing. I, I absolutely love it. And I adore you guys for it. One of my favorite products is, is the collars and the leads personally and the harnesses. My dogs are Duke dogs. Um, oh, I think wow. I saw, I think last time your pug popped up, Jason, he was oh, yeah, wearing yeah. a Duke collar. Yep. So Jason's got a couple of Duke dogs. So what would you say is of the entire Duke line? Cause I mean, there's fetch toys, pop-up pools, which I really love. Um, you were expanding into life vests for a minute. Like what's your favorite Duke product? If you picked one. Oh gosh, my favorite Duke product. Well, I don't know if you remember the stick family toys, but I have one on my couch. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'd say they're probably one of my favorite products just because it was one of those ideas that popped into my head um, that had just taken off. Um, and I really never expected them to be as popular as they were that day. Um, I took my dog to the vet. He got a stick stuck in, um, lodged in the back of his mouth. He was obsessed with sticks and would only fetch sticks at the park. Um, but the vet told me that um, sticks are actually really dangerous and he gets, you know, five or six stick injuries a day in at his vet's a dog. A day? Yeah, like chipping wow. their teeth or tearing the back of their, the palate of their mm-hmm. mouth. Um, and so I just came up with this idea literally one day when I was out walking with Wilbur and he was trying to pick up every stick we walked past. I'm like, oh, you can't touch that. Uh, and I was like, oh, I made some face sticks. And then, you know, I think um, what if I added faces and made them into like stick people and then they could be a family of sticks. 
And the idea just kept getting bigger and bigger in my head. I'm like, oh, but how do I do this? You know, we'd never done toys before. We'd only made sewn goods. Um, so, again, just called on my creative friends and um, just said, look, can you just, I've got this idea in my head. Can you make me a family of sticks? Um, because I, I want to send them off to the, this supplier to see if he can make a, a, a prototype for me. So that was how the stick family was born. I suppose, I don't know, I just... It excites me um, to think how popular they've become since that little idea. And um, we actually managed to get them into Walmart a few years ago, which was very, you know, pretty monumental moment in our business. They went into Petco too. I remember seeing them in Petco. That's cool. That's right. Halloween. If if no one is familiar with these sticks, please get familiar with them. There are multiple sticks available. I have the the Hulk stick in my <laughs> house and he's green and he has hair and he's fabulous. There's a whole family of them. Um, there's like an uncle and a mom and a little girl stick with pigtails. Um, <laughs> the Christmas ones I love like the 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 frost guy. He's like blue and he's like this frost monster. Um, I They're absolutely amazing. They're so fun. Uh, the dogs love them um, and they're safe which I, I enjoy. I did not know five injuries a day. That is yeah, that's a crazy it. number. Yeah, exactly. It is. And they're made from recycled rubber tires. Um, so they're not for chewing. They're literally just to fetch. Um, they float in water. We're down at the, the beach with our dogs every day and fetching their stick toys. So um, yeah, they had to be able to float too. So um, yeah, they're great for fetching in water and on land and yeah. That's, so, that's like, like, so you've walked us through kind of like the inspiration behind two different products, but like, what does development look like? Because I mean, the development of when you, you had a, you know, your, your belt idea and, and where that all came from, it was kind of like, well, we'll sew some stuff together and, and it kind of went organically, but now that you're, it's more of a company and you're having mm-hmm. to still stay on top of like different ideas. Um, like for me, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the movie big where all of a sudden, like there was an adult kid, you know, that was like, Hey, we should just make this now and change this. And that's always seemed like so much fun. And yeah. so say like, like that's what I'm hearing even almost with, with dog toys and dog accessories or like, how do you decide what we, sh- what you should add or what would be fun to add and balancing between the two? Yeah, I mean, Jamie and I still design all of the products that we launch. So um, I, love that. I think just being dog owners ourselves, we just, all of our ideas come from something that we don't have ourselves that we want mm-hmm. to make so that we can use them. So, uh, and that hasn't changed. Um, you know, uh, we're always expanding um, on the products that already sell well. Um, so the walkie bags, the belts, the mini belts, we just launched a whole new range of colours and designs because they're still, you know, top selling products. Um, the toys, we've just launched a range that um, are made in the USA. And they're really, really durable. So for the, the dogs that wanted a more durable toy that they could chew, um, we've kind of gone and made some of those products in the US um, and we launched them probably last September um, and they're doing really, really well for us. So there's Frisbees, balls and balls on a rope. They're called the Fetchables. And uh, literally so- staring at a Fetchable ball. Oh, right. <laughs> my house is just littered in Duke products. Sylvia, Sylvia's a, a, a yeah. living advertisement. <laughs> like, I love their products, Jason. And there's a reason they were designed do. by dog parents yeah, yeah, yeah. for dog yeah. parents. So every yeah. single one I pick up, I'm like, this makes sense to me because someone who owns a dog made it for me, basically. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it. We don't ever sit down and 
kind of try, the ideas don't really come to us when we're trying to think of something that we need to make. Um, they just come to us, the ideas come organically. Um, you know, we've got a little creative notebook we jot down ideas in uh, and then we have meetings like every six months and we all sit around in the office and we brainstorm with our team from the US as well and we're like, you know, everyone's welcome to bring their ideas to the table. Um and yeah, it's still it's still the same process it was 13 years ago. It hasn't really changed from that. That's neat. And then do you just like do you just find certain manufacturers, or do you guys always like have a, a collection of manufacturers that go through and does like do you do a prototype and then testing and like yeah yeah so the products especially the toys look to be honest all the products are tested on our on our dogs on our family's dogs on all of our friends dogs on sylvia's dogs <laughs> on as many dogs as we can find um we all the dogs test the products for six months before we launch them um and on our dogs uh, dogs of all shapes and sizes obviously as well and um yeah, the process of manufacturing, we've got great manufacturers who we've been working with since the start. Um, we feel really lucky about that. Um, make, manufacturing our products in the US is a whole new thing for us, but um, something that we really want to do more of. So that's been exciting. Um, and we met those guys at, at a trade show and they just walked up to us, Dan, and said, hey, you know, we think your products are great, but we make this new material. It's really durable. Um, dogs can't chew it. And with that little kind of chat in my mind, I went away and thought, well, this is when I can design those frisbees and balls and balls and rope that I've always wanted to do. Um, but I just wanted them to be super tough. So that's what we did. And that's where the Fetchables came from. Um, and yeah, we've got a few more ideas in the pipeline coming in 2021, which I'm excited about. That's always Very exciting. exciting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite parts of your business. So we'll be right back with that. Okay, Jessica. So we've just gone into Dog Owners Outdoor Gear, which is an amazing brand that you and your husband created um, by dog owners for dog owners. There's another brand, though, that you've been developing that's like a hard project of yours that I am super passionate about and absolutely love. And this is your Outback Tales brand. So can you just tell us a little bit about Outback Tales and, and kind of what's going on with that exciting line? Yes, absolutely. Um well, this was, a, as, you, as you mentioned, a passion project of mine that I started a few years ago. Um, I've always um, been really passionate about Indigenous Australian culture and I absolutely love um, Aboriginal art. And uh, so, again, just an idea popped into my head one day and I thought, I think I was looking at a dog bed um, on my floor. I was like, oh, make that really pretty. I think it was underneath one of the paintings that I was like, gosh, that dog bed would look so great in the same print that's on my wall. And again, just a little idea popped into my head. Um, I looked up the artist and where she came from and I contacted her manager at an art centre, which is literally in the middle of the most remote part of the central desert of Australia, and asked if um, she would be interested in working with me on a series of dog accessories printed with her artwork um, in return for, you know, royalty of, of 10% of all the sales that I get. Um, and she sent me back a picture of the artist just surrounded 
by all of her dogs while she was painting. Oh my gosh! Like Pauline, her name's Pauline Napangadi Gallagher, and she's um, a very prolific Australian Indigenous artist over here. Um, her paintings sell for a lot of money, and she's um, yeah. So th- that's how that all started. Um, Pauline was you know really excited to work with me, so we designed a range of um, dog beds, bowls, and beautiful leather collars and leashes that have all been printed with her artwork. Um, so that is how Outback Tales started. And then Outback Tales is a, it's a give back, right? So like a portion of the proceeds is also going to like give back to these indigenous communities. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and every product tells the story of the artist and, um, their background, their culture, where the painting came from, um, the dream time story behind each, um, painting. And then the portion of sales goes back to the community. Um, and also the rescue dog um, community, oh, the rescue dog association that is within that community too. So they um, have a lot of dogs that obviously, because they're in an isolated area, they don't get um, vet treatment, um, they don't get desexed very often. Mm-hmm. So they use those proceeds to also fly in vets um, from. Alice Springs and Darwin to go in and neuter the dogs in the Aboriginal communities, but also treat them for fleas and ticks and that sort of thing too. So a lot of the proceeds go towards um, the Aussie Desert Dog um, Foundation, which is up in um, where the artists live in Uendamu. That's amazing. And and this is a separate brand entirely, right? So like a different website and, and all of yeah. like, And what yeah, is that? This, What's that website? Uh, it's outbacktails.com. Okay. So it's tails like a dog's tail, T-A-I-L-S. And, yeah, we're making beautiful, sustainable jute toys now and giving 10% of the sales back to the Australian Wildlife Conservancy. Um, So they raise money to protect Australian native wildlife habitats. So that brand, again, has really grown um, just kind of organically into this beautiful, sustainable give-back brand, which um, also represents Australian Indigenous culture and art and um, yeah, it's pretty unique. You seem to I have a, a lot of really good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it helps coming from a creative background. I used to come up with TV concepts and that was kind of the job that I did before this. So I've just, got, I'm an ideas person. I suppose that's, it comes easily to me. So. I'm well, happy. I mean, but how cool now that you're just creating products and, and an entire brand dedicated to giving back so much to your community and just your country as a whole. That's got to feel pretty empowering to know that you literally went from being I, I this is such an incredible story to me because you went from being a TV producer who's just a dog mom who yeah. saw a need who now has two lines of dog products, one of which is completely giving back to and highlighting the Aborigine people and, I mean, their plight and the dogs there and the wildlife fund. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. What an amazing story and amazing journey. What, for you, because I know that Outback Tales has like a, they're one of the only eco-stamped, can you break that down for us? Um, so we are a member of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Um, yeah. 
there in the US, which is, you know, I'm really proud of that. Um, the brand's still growing in America. Um, I think we've got a lot of the products into independent retailers in places like Colorado. Um, it's like New York, um, Los Angeles. We don't have a website there yet, but we are selling with interna international shipping. So we get quite a lot of orders there from the US and it's also available on Amazon, which is exciting from December last year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of that Pet Sustainability Coalition um, alignment and I think what they do is really fantastic. I don't know if you know much about the coalition. Um, but they kind of support brands to try and be, you know, the best um, sustainable selves by um, offering, you know, packaging solutions that are made from recycled packaging. Um, you know, they, they're always there to help you with, you know, marketing ideas and um, uh, at trade shows, you know, they give you big stickers to put on the floor to say that you're a member of the coalition and it just attracts a different type of retailer, I suppose. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really amazing association to be working with. So basically what you're explaining to us is you're making an impact, not only at a local level, but on a global level as well, because when we talk about, you know, eco-friendly and pet sustainability, these toys and these beds that are in this line are not only eco-friendly and organic in the way that they're made because they're made of jute. So they're very like eco-friendly, but everything from your tags to your packaging is, mm -hmm. is conscious. It's making an effort to try to change the way we even purchase and receive purchases as dog parents. Cause I buy a lot of dog products. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. Right. As a dog mom and a dog professional and like the packaging isn't always fantastic. There's a lot of plastic, plastic hooks, plastic bags, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's so interesting that you're really taking a stand with your product and saying like, no, I want this to be organic for my animal safety mm -hmm. and for the planet's safety. I mean, mm -hmm. what really nudged you to, to make that push? Look, it's just something that personally I'm really passionate about. I've got three young children. Um, I've always been passionate about environmental causes and environmental awareness, sustainability. Um, and with this brand, I just I really felt like I could do something to make a difference. And, um, you know, it's been challenging trying to find suppliers that will make packaging, you know, that's affordable out of recycled materials. But I've enjoyed that challenge. And I think once you overcome that, you're then creating relationships with these people that you can then use to grow your company. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a real eye opener, um, but it's getting easier. You know, I think more and more people are becoming aware of, um, you know, their purchasing choices. And I'm, I'm really noticing, you know, the brand has got an en enormous following with like the millennial market. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been exciting to watch it grow into what it is now. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing out more products and, and continuing to do that. So can you guys help me understand? I, I, and so there was a, a word you snuck in Sylvia and maybe I misunderstood. It was an interesting word, jute. What, what, <laughs> what is, what is jute? And my bigger question is like, um, uh, what's the difference between a quality pet product? Like uh, uh, other than, okay. So I'm just going to totally be bluntly honest. Sometimes you walk into the, the dog store, not the dog store, the, the pet smart or wherever you're going in to get your dog splash. Right. And there's two toys and there's one that's pretty cheap and there's one that's not as cheap. And 
without really knowing much of the difference and like holding it or anything like that, like what are some of the differences in qualities? I'm my gut is that this word jute has something to do with that, but um, that, like, let me know, like help, help me understand. Well, everyone's got, I suppose, so we do want to answer that question being a consumer <laughs> of lots of dog toys or do you want me to answer it? <laughs> well, I, how about we, we tackle it together. So let's talk about jute. Let's answer your first question. Yeah. Jute is, is a, an organic material. So I guess it's kind of the difference between if I'm a consumer, here's how I look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can go to the store and I can buy my dog something that's made of something very chemically. And that's an option that I have. Right. So some or, of them are just like plastic, rawhide. Okay. Um, like uh, fabrics, like there's all yep. these different things. Sure. And like, maybe it's a polyester fabric. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a cotton, right? So jute is like an organic fabric. Um, and a lot of the Outback Tales toys are made from like jute. And then I think one of them is like almost like a suede material. So that's my puppy plays with that toy. and makes me very happy because I'm like, you know, it, this is, organic material. So it's kind of a matter of how you look at what you're going to be putting into your dog's body because they're going to be eating it. They're going to be chewing on it. Particles are going to be consumed. So jute is like an organic product that you can feel safe. Yeah. It's actually a plant. So it's it's a plant a bit like hemp Um, and it's just the leaves of it. And they just, it's, it's kind of like got a consistency of hay um, but it's a lot more durable. So, um, and it, it, it grows prolifically um, through Southeast Asia. Um, so it's very sustainable. Um, it doesn't take much water um, through the production process to actually make it into the finished product. So just overall, it's a really sustainable option to use. It's also, you know, really tough. So the puppies that buy my products love chewing on it because it's got this kind of kind of hay strawy feel but it doesn't come apart easily um and also the, the, just the, in and out in and yeah, out they keep warring it don't mm-hmm. they yeah and um they're dyed with vegetable colors as well so like the yellow color in my kangaroo um which is actually made from natural wool um which has a recycled uh water bottle on the inside to make crunchy sound but that's colored with turmeric so it's all completely natural and you know that when your puppy or dog is chewing on it there's nothing toxic or dangerous that they're going to ingest Okay, right there, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and answer the rest of Jason's question. Love it. Okay, so back into it. So Jason, you basically want to know the difference between safe and unsafe products. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah, quality versus unsafe or poor quality or... I mean, I've, I've always... I don't know. It's just when, when you cheapest is not always best. I think that's kind of quite a good um, mantra. (laughs) Okay. So let me, me, I can, let me launch back into the question. Mm. Okay. You guys ready? So we're, we're back from break now. Okay. Ready? Okay. So we just got done learning about jute, which sounds super cool. Um, But I'm still interested in like, what I found is I am so much more comfortable investing into something when I know about like my very first experience in this mindset was with shoes, right? I, I like the difference between spending $50 on a pair of shoes versus $200 on a pair of shoes was a much easier decision to make when I understood how shoes were put together and why they were put this way, why they're actually going to last longer. And I see this kind of similar with a lot of industry, dog toys and 
things like that. So like, can you explain to me maybe a little bit of the difference between, you know, quality toys versus cost-effective cheap toys? Yeah. Yes. All e- any, either. either. I'm, like edu- yeah. educate me. It's, it's now it's, yeah. it's Jason's raising his hand class time over here. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Well, look, I think um, a great mantra to go by is just like cheapest isn't always best. And I know people say, oh, but my dog's going to destroy it in two seconds. I'm not going to spend much money on, you know, a dog toy that I know my dog's just going to chew up. Um, the reason that the dog's probably destroying it in two seconds possibly could be because you paid $2 for it. Um, and I think with those products, a lot of the time you just don't know what chemical compounds they're made up of. You know, a lot of them are treated with, you know, um, all sorts of chemicals and plastics and things that your dog probably shouldn't be ingesting. Um, but, look, I think either go for a toy that's a bit more expensive and really durable that you know is going to last. And Duke isn't um, expensive. Like, I'm not, I'm, uh, like, I'm not trying to imply, like, hey, I yeah, there and, yeah. and Duke is selling their toys for $100 a piece. That's not what it is no, at all. No, <laughs> but not at all. But it is fascinating as a consumer, the mindset, as an uneducated consumer, um, mm-hmm. when you go in and, and you're looking and there's $3 and $12. Like that seems like such a huge difference when you're looking at it on the rack. When in reality, I mean, we're, we're talking like five, seven, $8 difference between, you know, something that is going to be just a throwaway toy that they're meant to destroy and something that's going to have longevity to it. Exactly. And I think it's better for landfill to to just, you know, spend a little Mm -hmm. bit more money on a toy that's going to last them, you know, a few months um, and they'll get three months of enjoyment out of it rather than something that they're going to squeak and it's going to drive you crazy with loud squeaky sounds for 24 hours and then going to end up in landfill. Um, So, you know, and there's some great toys out there on the market these days that, um, that are really good quality. You do pay a little bit more, but, you know, it's worth it. You got, you got anything to add to that, Miss Sylvia? I, I felt like I you think were- that I think that Jessica's answer was just so on point right there. I mean, for me as a consumer, when I'm looking at buying a product for my dogs, like quality does matter. And I have brands that I trust because I know that they make, you know, a quality type of product. And, you know, when I this is one of the reasons why I just wouldn't when Jessica first came out with Outback Tales, it was so exciting to me because it takes such a stance, look at actual stance on durability, sustainability, you know, just cause you're talking about the landfill. It's like, if this jute toy hits the landfill, it's it going to biodegrade. Hmm. Well, you how know? many products a year are you guys selling right now? Roughly. Gosh, um, that's a really, that's a hard question. I actually, <laughs> it depends on the year. Whoops. Sure. <laughs> Why didn't you have all these numbers ready for us? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, it depends. As I said, you know, 2020 was our, our best year ever. It was amazing. Um, we went from being in a really scary position during COVID, um, thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, the sales have all dried up, all the retailers have closed, to it ending up being our best year ever. And I think it's just because everyone was out walking their dog and it was the one thing they were allowed to do for their daily exercise. Um, so, you know, 2021 was huge, absolutely huge for us. I couldn't tell you exactly how many toys we sold, but our business has grown by like, you know, it's like three times in 12 months. That's yeah. Amazing. What would you say is your, what would you say is your best selling? So we know it's your best selling Duke product. Yeah. I think it's, is it still the walkie belt it, or the bag? You know what? Um, it's probably in 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 the USA. Our best selling product would be the sticks. Um, now followed awesome. very closely by our collars and leads, and then still the dog walking gear. Yeah, it's yep. still 
you know, 13 years strong. It's There's a lot of people who have launched dog walking belts. We were the kind of original. Dog original. I, yeah. I actually, because just hearing you say like five years ago is when they became available. I was, I became a dog walker in 2014 and I could not find a quality belt. I would import them from Australia and the shipping cost me almost as much as the belt back then. But I mean, I would have a, this belt would last me three years. And I was a dog walker, literally wearing it nine hours a day and sometimes hooking 10 dogs onto the carabiners. And that thing still lasted me three years. Like, so, you know, for me, it's like it was worth it because the quality's there. You know what I mean? And I think, well, go and, ahead, Jason. And, and I guess that's like, so I wasn't even looking at so much as specific. I was trying to add wow factor to the impact that, that can make of throwaway toys that are getting put into the landfill and into our trash that if you like buying the cost effective ones, you may go through 12 in a year versus the one that doesn't end up in a landfill because it lasts a year or two or depending on the kind of dog that you have. Like, and, and that can, like it can add up, you know, as just a, a single brand and the impact that you guys are making if, if you're selling, you know, 10, 20,000 items a year that are not going into landfills and they're still like, there's, there's just or a lot going of in and biodegrading. Right. You know? Yeah. Cause so I think true. the sticks are made of recycled material too, aren't they? Yeah. They're made of recycled rubber tires. So, you know, they are, they are rubber material, but it's recycled rubber, which makes us happy. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you, rubber, I think, is one your, of the hardest. Your Hulk oh, stick I? again, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got that during one of the like, breaks, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we went from doing a regular family of sticks to then going, hey, let's make some There's superheroes. Superheroes. Look at those abs, though. Can we talk about Sweet. that? Like, this guy is is ripped. I mean, he's and that's a, seriously like, That's solid, muscular. right? That's not, that's not like a it's hollow solid. toy that yeah. just punctures I mean, and falls apart. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good for fetching. I mean, my puppy, she's been mouthing. I have a three-month-old puppy who mouths on it because the texture just feels good for her. So after she brings it back, she's like, ang, ang. and I mean, this thing is durable. I've had this for a long time. Many dogs have played with this particular stick <laughs> holding that. it by his head. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch the video. For those of you listening right now on a po on a podcast, we should... You know, there should be an image. I'll get a picture of it. It'll be All on right. Facebook. Yeah, It'll we'll be on Facebook. You'll see it. You'll so, see so it. So I've got like, because I think we're getting close to our, our. We're close. Okay. All right. All right. Let me hop in here because maybe, maybe there's some traction to this or not. But it's always fascinating, at least to many of our American friends over here. Um, you've used a couple words that aren't like, I, I've finally figured it out through conversation. <laughs> like, what was there was one for a stroller? What was, what do you guys oh, call crab. A pram, there it is. <laughs> Are there any um, uh, like dog community related words that might be might be different? Wow. Um, oh, Sylvia, you you, many you guys times. have like, well, like she water always fountains is or bubblers and <laughs> like and um, everything's a, a pop. Like you guys like it, like right. I mean, and, sometimes she'll be talking to me about a product, and I'm like. Mm hmm. And then by deductive reasoning, <laughs> I figure it out like Frisbee. She exclusively says disc. I mean, luckily, I just know discs because in the training world, we call it discs yep. because it's very like universal. But I think it's with the dog products. It's almost the difference between like we use inches and the whole rest of the world 
uses the metric system yeah, yeah, yeah. and we don't. And so, you know, like she keeps saying leads like in the training world, because it's a global universe, it is a lead. But here we call them leashes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's leashes. Yeah. And the reason I don't say Frisbee is because it's actually a trademarked word by another company. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah. Really? The, the Frisbee oh, yeah. is the name of a, a throwing thing. Yeah. yeah of yeah. a throwing thing. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. I'm a lot of to Frisbee, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, then your discs are fabulous. <laughs> but I mean, now at this point, you guys are making all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, Outback Tales makes bowls and really gorgeous beds, like amazing, like and covers for their mm-hmm. beds. Talk about like sustainability. You could literally buy one bed and just buy covers. Um, and the covers are just this really great, you know, cotton material. I mean, I just, everything that you've done, I think is so amazing. And we're so happy to have had you on the show today to share with us how you're impacting dog moms and dog dads everywhere, getting us out there with our dogs, with your outdoor gear. And now you're literally impacting your local and global community in such an amazing way. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us and chat with our listeners today. Um, We do have a very important way in which we close every show. Mm -hmm. Jason. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm going to do better than, than last week's like last week's I felt like I let you down a little bit. There was some confusion. We got it all worked out, but like, but so we, hold on we, to your hats, Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but today's today's a, a little bit better. I'm gonna try and nail. This. So, this is our dogish dad joke. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're ready. <laughs> where Where did the dog leave his car? Where did the dog leave his car? I don't know. Where did the dog in, leave his car? In the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are gonna love that one. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Just taking notes. We did it. <laughs> well done, Jason. Hashtag dog dad joke. Got to keep it going. This time. Awesome. Well, Jess, this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks so much, Jessica. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, We'll talk we'll to you We'll have you back soon. for sure. Absolutely. Maybe we'll get Jamie on too. And he could clarify if his hand went through the bag or not. Yeah. I'm sure he remembers. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Why don't we thank everybody that has joined us on this podcast today, including you, Sylvia, and obviously, of course, Jessica. Um, I'm trying to keep my attitude up and high and exciting for my outro here because my wife told me I need to be more excitable. Anyways, obviously, all of Duke's uh, products and their website, both of their websites will be linked in the description down below. Um, So make sure to give them a follow. Make sure to hit the subscribe on our um, podcast information. Make sure to go over to Instagram and follow us there and all those kind of things. And as yeah, we were just in talks with Jessica about a potential Duke giveaway. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have some cool stuff there too. And, um, As always, if there's a topic, personality, or an event that you want us to uh, discuss on the show, let us know. Send us a message. So be sure to check us all out at Forever USA on Instagram, at Dog Up in This Bitch on Instagram, and of course at Duke USA on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. That's all for now. Crushed it. Talk to you guys later. Bye.